Kayanos, 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 fresh tongues, Kayanos, fresh tongues. A new depth, a new fountain, a new depth, a new fountain, Kayanos.
There is a profound scripture that has been a source of little bit of confusion in our Bible studies in the morning by the help of the Holy Spirit. He brought it up and then we began to seek insight into it. And I believe if by the time we touch it, it doesn't bless you, it doesn't help you, no problem. You can throw it away. But I believe it can help you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Show us First John chapter 3 verse 9. Let's read it together. One, two, ready, go. When we came across this scripture, it became a burden. The Bible said, whosoever is born of God does not sin. I believe it is even possible, and I'm not sure anybody will do that, but I believe it's possible that somebody might misinterpret this to mean that even if you fornicate, you, you, don't, not, you cannot sin. <laughs> See, and it sounds strange and impossible, but it's, it can happen. People can... I actually heard that somebody said that if they catch you on top of somebody's wife and then they shoot you, if you die, where are you going? So they, first, they said that the person said it's heaven straight. You will apologize to Charles Finney. Which heaven? Charles Finney will not. Let's leave. I'm not sure it's Jesus you are going to. 
you know, these are the things that people come to the scripture with their weakness instead of instead of accepting that part of the fundamental things that you must have for God to help you is to first of all accept that this one, sincerity, accept that this one is my weakness. In fact, I think I need to touch it. I will touch this and touch because in the Bible studies of the sisters, our focus was this and in the guys, our focus was on conscience. Where is justice? Am I correct? So I will touch on the two. Are you getting the point? Because um, the, the, the measure of help that a man will seek is dependent on how much his conscience is being sensitive to the demands of the law of life. I hope you know that the higher you go, the higher your sensitivity in your conscience. I will get there. One of the first things the blood of Jesus does, are you getting the point? The Bible said that it purges where? Hmm? Okay, we'll get there. The book of Hebrews. It purges your conscience. One of the fundamental work of the blood of Jesus is to purge the conscience of a tendency to become insensitive. Because as I told you people, in the new covenant, the law that guides our capacity to stay above the powers of sin and death, according to the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 2, is the law of life. The Bible called it the law of the spirit of life that is in Christ Jesus. So, um, one thing is clear that there are two laws that are counter in its oppression. One is the law of sin and death. The other is the law of the spirit of life that is in Christ Jesus. So, it means that if I want to stay beyond the power of, I told you people that beyond the acts of sin, even beyond the nature of sin, that there is a principle, a law of sin. And even if you, if you, are, if you are suffering from kleptomania, you know, kleptomania is a very bogus word of saying that you are a thief. Just tell the person you are a thief. And you say, I just have a, a challenge with kleptomania. <laughs> So let's assume somebody is suffering from kleptomania and under Sharia law, they cut you. What will they, what will they do to you? They will cut off your hand. I want to ask, the cutting of your hand, has it solved the issue? Will you still feel like stealing tomorrow? It means that, are you getting the point? That even though the hands with which you will steal has been cut off, the principle of sin is still there. You might not be able to achieve your desire. According to Jesus, as long as that desire is there, it is counted as if you have committed it. That's the demand of the new. In the old, is when he said, when you sleep, then you have sinned. Jesus said, when you you look at a sister, he said, Kai! Oh my God, they create, oh! Hey! Where this one come out from now? Now, pastor, they talk this kind <laughs> And then the pastor will be looking, 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 longingly, like lustfully. The pastor will look for like five minutes and just shook his head. The reason why he shook his head is because his church members are <laughs> there. So, but in his heart, 
according to Jesus. Hmm? It is already done. Are you getting it? So probably circumstances and your position and status has not allowed you to participate in the action. But the principle of sin is actively at work in you. So for you to deal with this and even the actions, I'm not exempting the actions, and even the actions, you have to also understand a counter law. So what God put in place to counter the law of sin and death is to put up another law. Now, the way to conquer the law of gravity is they did not abolish the law. Gravity is still around. Even though aircraft can carry you up, if you say sin is no more there, you are wrong. It's there. In fact, the power of God is not really true. We cannot prove the power of God in his grace. Eh? Except for the fact that in the environment of sin, you lived above it. That is the real proof that grace is powerful. But if you are just running away, running away, running away, the day you see a woman, that is what Newe people call. Where are you from? Huh? Oko. Who is from Newe here? My So, I will not explain it to you. There is no. <laughs> There is no explanation for this one. I can't just pardon me. I will find another paraphrase. You will just fall. Do you know why? It is simply because you have not gotten an opportunity. But real witness in this context, witness is not just having power to raise the dead, heal the sick. No. The real witness in this context is that everybody here is living the same thing. Stop complaining. Live above it. The power to do that is what we are teaching. If you have not succeeded in doing it, God, God cannot, God cannot come and do some things. There are some kind of messages we cannot preach because we have not found a certain measure of people that is living the same. They come to your campus and they say the spirit of immorality is too strong. And you told them, ah, I finished from the same campus. I didn't have boyfriend. I didn't, I didn't even have time. I was, I was on fire. I, you did not even have time for people. We are telling that they struggle. The spirit used to fall on them, and they, some people are naked. And you ask them, where do you normally see those naked people? I didn't see anybody till I graduated. <laughs> I hope you know it's true. Because of those few people that live that way, anybody that ever comes to that campus and says, God, it's because this camp, this place is too bad. Let me go back to the village. Lagos is too strong. The morality in USA is too strong. You are a joker. You don't know. You don't, you are just, you, when they look at, in heaven, they will all be laughing at this one, knock you on the head. There is nothing like that. Huh? The scripture said, where sin abound. What happens? Stop. What is important is, is there, is there grace? If there is grace, forget it. The, the, we cannot prove grace until you stand in the place where it seems as if it is impossible. And then a man begins to live counter current. So what I'm trying to say is that the law of sin and death was not taken away. It was there. Gravity was there to pull you down. Then we activated other laws. The laws of inertia. The laws of, oh my God. Huh? 
the, the laws of aerodynamics. So even though your car can never rise, even though it, your car can speed, but it can't fly. But it can speed, but it can't what? Can't fly. Suddenly an aircraft comes. You start it. It will be moving. Satan will come and say, come and fly, let me see. Come and fly, let me see. It will just enter the tarmac. You know, you know, an aircraft has an environment. And I told you people to always call an airport. If you see an airport, call it an altar. I, for me, altars are best explained as airports. No matter how much Satan wants to keep you down, if you go to your altar, you fly. Because altar represents priesthood. And priesthood generates life. Once you come to the altar, you, your airplane, will, you start running on the tarmac. After, I don't know, sometimes before aircraft, the one I've seen, before they will lift off, it might take like two, three minutes to just flow on the tarmac. It might not be two minutes for your own. Your own might be two hours. Is it not true? You might need to pray for two hours for your aircraft to fly. Has it not happened to you? There is some way, some things. You might need to, sometimes you might need to take a retreat of three days fasting and prayer. What is important is let my aircraft enter the air. Once the law of gravity is still holding people, people at Newi, there are people flying now. As I'm talking to you now, there are people on air. Stop complaining. As you are saying, God, let's just keep managing. God like God will not kill somebody. What is important is just to be trying. If you just just be making efforts. The important thing is if you are making efforts. <laughs> the, the important thing is if you are making effort, even if you fall hundred times, just keep making effort. It means you are saying the grace of God is in vain. It's not powerful. When you live well, huh? when you live a holy life, you are a a mighty proof of the power of grace. There is a grace of God that saves everybody. That is not, we cannot truly really say, yeah, that's powerful, but we cannot really find out how much the power of grace can save by just your um, salvation experience. But, uh, I save Jesus, I save Jesus, die for me, die for me. We don't know the difference. All of us say the same. We did not really know how much it took grace to take you from darkness to light. But when you live above sin, the same thing another person is struggling in, you will become a testimony in a measure, in your own context. A proof of what it takes grace to take a man out. You didn't know what it took grace to take you out until you begin to live holy. That's when you will thank Jesus well for saving you. You didn't know what it took him to take you from darkness to light until you now say, I want to stop lying. Since I was born, I was a liar. That time, you will find out how much it takes. The work of grace in your member, you will appreciate it. Now, follow me now. The law of life makes sure that we live above the law of sin and death. I think we have looked at it. Look at this. Whosoever is born of God does not commit sin. Now, if we stop here, if you use King James Version, am I correct? He will say, does not practice sin. Is it not true? Check it. There is, if you are using an electronic Bible, you click it, you will see a letter there. How many of you, if, if you have it, just say amen. Let, let it not be that I'm the only one seeing. Uh-huh. 
when you click it it will say practice is it not true i want a confirmation so that i can even though i know that's what is there but let me check now now there is something i told them in the morning i'll probably tell you but who has electronic kjv i don't want amplified <laughs> don't worry let me check myself whosoever is born of god does not commit sin that place commit from my electronic bible kjv then i put something there and when i clicked it he said practice probably if you get home you will check it amen now it means that whosoever is born of god that's what the scripture suggests that whosoever is born of god does not make sin his practice is it not true it's easy to relate with is it not true what of the second phrase for his seed remaineth in him now look at this last one and what <laughs> he cannot sin because he is what because if the scripture just stopped at he cannot sin then we have a very big problem of interpretation but as soon as he said because he is born of god remember when i was teaching you people yesterday i said when jesus was responding to nicodemus bro join me in the next 20 minutes there is there is something i need to finish this i don't want to fly listen when i was teaching you people yesterday i told you people jesus was responding to nicodemus in the book of john chapter 3 he said um except a man be born what ah that my this my guy i asked you yesterday Abby. except a man be what born again yeah except a man be born again he cannot see the kingdom the emphasis there is born again and i explained some things to you people i said born again the real word there and some translation have it is born from above are you getting it and i explained to you people that anytime you hear above it is literally talking about uh, they can many times they can interchange it with heaven but it actually means born from above means born by god or born of god that's the right word born of god are you getting the point the reason why i said it is because i told you people that an average jew finds it hard to call the name god in their in their language so in the place of god they can say heaven they can say heavens above and all those kind of things if you're with me so far say amen, amen so the bible said in that book of john chapter 3 that except a man be born from above except a man be born of god because when he said born again the man said am i entering my mother's womb again see where he missed it now it is being born from above being born of god the reason why i'm saying this thing now is for us to no 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 uh-huh. is for us to understand this whosoever is born of god so when you are born again you are born of what when you are born again you are born of what i didn't hear you when you are born again you are born of what when you are born in the hospital maternity you are born of what you are born of who so 
When you were born in the maternity and hospital, you were born of your mother. And many of your challenges came as a result of being born in that kind of way. There are good things about many of your man. The one you agree, the one you did not agree, doesn't matter. Birth is powerful. Hmm? Birth is powerful. There is something I will say now. It is not just powerful, it is powerful who gave birth to you and how you were giving birth to Even if it's physically, even if it's spirit, even more so spiritually. On the account of the revivals, they said that about 80% of people that were born again from the ministry of Charles Grandison Finney, that 80% of them remained in faith and fervency till the end. Why? The revival ministry of Charles Finney was born from the womb of intercession. Huh? Charles will be in the hall preaching. There is a guy that rarely appears in the hall. The prevailing prince of prayer. Huh? Daniel Nash, Father Nash, the prince of prayer, he will be behind and he will be groaning, groaning. Sometimes three days he has not eaten, groaning. When Charles appears, people will start crying for their life before he has said anything. If you are born again like that, it's not you are born again, you now start struggling with coughing, struggling with uh, teething, struggling with malaria, struggling with demons, struggling with all kinds of sin. There is the kind of people that will, you will be born again through their ministry. It will seem as if everything died instantly. I'm telling you. You will literally thank God for being born again through the hands of this kind of people. Because it will fast track your progress in God. Where people struggle in their journey, you will be hearing it as a story and wonder why people normally suffer like this. There are people, all they did for you is just to lead you to Christ. Them themselves that led you to Christ is suffering from many sins. <laughs> suffering from all kinds. And as they are leading you to Christ, they impart something. <laughs> they imparted some to you. I don't want to go there. So, your journey in transformation and deliverance will take long. There are people, if they lead you to Christ, both the demons tormenting you, the sicknesses, all of them, none of them will cross. Eh? I'm telling you what I know. Fire that they are carrying. They are, they are, they are betting people from the womb of intercession. Many of them doesn't just lead you to Christ. They they don't just make sure that you are born of God. They make sure that your destiny in God is born. There are people like that. Hmm? And when you follow such people, just a few moments of being born again, you start walking in mighty oppressions of the spirit. John G. Lake went to South Africa and a guy that got born again in his hands after some few months of being born again, the guy climbed the mountains, came down after one month and went and, okay, you have read it in that book. <laughs> went and did something that other people have been trying to do and nobody did it. He didn't take him, you know, eh, let's grow in stature for, <laughs> let's grow in stature for 10 years. You are still growing in stature, 5 years has passed. You are still struggling with still struggling with baby food, baby things. Five years after. That's why sometimes when you come here, it seems as if you are struggling to adjust because we are shocking you out of your liturgy and lethargy. That kind of thing you will be doing and you become a baby for ten years. 
and you wonder why you are not growing. I'm still coming to my teaching. There are people like that. My father said that he got born again through the ministry of Maurice Oruno, 1974, crusade at Abak. When he was born again, are you following me? 1974, when he got born again, they now enter the discipleship class. Guess who is their disciple? Those days, they call him Brother Umar, Umar Bai. Brother, brother. <laughs> Those days, he was born. He said that he was discipling them. There were no many as he was discipling them. One of the time, he came as discipleship was going on. He now came and said, the man of God said that there are three people here that have a mighty calling on their life. So, as he was praying, 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 he laid hands on an older man of God. You know, those days, it's, it's not easy for you to be 18. My father, I think, is about 16 or 17 years that time. So, when they say man of God that has a great calling, you can't be looking at those uh, smaller. So, they were looking at people with beer beer like this guy, like Chimobi and all that. So, first person, second person, then the man of God used because he's still human. If you like, if you like, be somewhere, you are still somewhere in the Bible. He saw Eliab and said, Behold, the Lord's anointed. Everybody is hard for you not to make that mistake. Very hard. So when you know, the man of God was, Who is the third person? Or did I hear wrongly? Who is the third person? Suddenly he turned to my dad and said, Young man, come here. You are the one. He laid hands on my father. My father fell. When he fell down, I think he did three days dry fasting. He spoke in tongues, so even though he told me not to speak. <laughs> he spoke in tongues, left there. Weeks later, my father had started working in miracles. He was coming back from, I'm telling you a real life story. He was coming back from, uh, you have heard him say it now. He was coming back from evangelism and the rain was falling. He put his Bible here. He said, the rain fell everywhere. It didn't touch the Bible at all. As he was passing, there was a woman that has been trying to give birth from morning to evening. The nun said, can you pray for the woman? My father just, you know, just went and prayed. The woman delivered instantly. Until my father died, even in his weakest point, there is no woman issue that he cannot handle. You can ask my sisters. Not one. There is nothing like, I can't give birth. The head of the child is like this. The child is dead, whatever. My father doesn't care. Sometimes he will give you water to drink. There is one, 13 months, he came and, and my father said, the, the woman has even, the, the woman said, the, and the woman delivered. There are many. My father, he will tie rapper and give you child. <laughs> oh my God. Are you getting it? The whole point I'm trying to make is who discipled you. <laughs> they can disciple you in sin and struggling. And we believe that weakness for too long. You can break out of sin. It's, you are just hearing the wrong thing. Instead of, instead of hearing what can make you strong and deliver you, you are hearing what can pet you. They are just giving you excuses why you, you can continue like the way you are. You have not met fire. If you meet real disciples, 
in one year or two years you become a giant how long did it take to raise apostles according to jesus and this is before the advent of the spirit three and a half years and peter came out he was an apostle may god have mercy on us <laughs> so that's why if you see me training you this way don't blame me too much it's burden it's burden it's burden and you can check the way you are when you met me and check the way you are now it's not too many years but you have become a giant is who 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 mm. Mm. Buddha, sir. Mm. <laughs> Turn to your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, I will not remain a child. Oh. <laughs> Turn to the other neighbor. Tell your neighbor, do you want to remain a child? <laughs> what did the person say? Well, I'm looking at God's law. <laughs> Turn to the other person. The other side. Ask the person, do you want to remain a child? <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> As a, what, what do you have? <laughs> the, what, you don't know what I'm... There are some people that intentionally want to remain children. And there are some churches that intentionally teach people to remain children so that they, are, they can still be relevant to them. You are not getting the point. There is a way people will grow. Huh? If pastor doesn't grow, he becomes irrelevant to those people. Is it not true? Those people will start looking for pasture that can feed them at their level. So pastor doesn't want you to. So he's making sure that, mm, that you cannot survive one minute without him. If you are with me so far, say amen. amen. Okay. Now look at this scripture. Because he is what? Born of God. Why? Whosoever is born of God does not sin. So, there are a perspective that John is bringing here. He's saying, remember the person that wrote the Gospel of John is the person that wrote this. He's trying to say that when a man is born again, the bet that he has now is entirely different from the one he had from his mother. Whether good or bad. Are you getting the point? And as the former birth has in itself the capacity to sin, even without you helping it. There are certain sins you did without anybody teaching you. Somebody came and told me that he started masturbating. Nobody taught him. He did, he, nobody taught him. He just <laughs> he made a mistake. That old man is already educated. He's already educated. Are you getting what I'm saying? The old man has in himself capacity to sin, even when the person doesn't want to sin. Are you getting where I'm saying? I'm going now. You are not with me. In the same vein, when you are born again, the new man doesn't have capacity to sin, even if you want to sin. You thought you heard me, but let me try one more time. Should I try one more time? Yes, sir. Okay, listen to this scripture now. He said, And he cannot sin. Who is this person that cannot sin? The person that is what? Born of God. Now, I led you back to the book of John chapter 3 when Jesus was relating with Nicodemus. And from that text, we found out that for a human that became a part of God's family, that there are two 
kinds of birth that you will experience. And Jesus was telling Nicodemus that for him, he has experienced one. But for him to be a participant of the kingdom of God and a member of God's family, that he needs to experience the second birth. Are you getting the point? And that second birth is being born of God. I, can you follow me now? And he came to this epistle and said, Whosoever now, after he is born by his mother, that is now born of God, what? Does not sin, cannot sin. Why? Because the old man himself does not need to be taught how to sin. Are you getting what I'm saying? It is a body of sin. He doesn't need to be taught. There are many things you did. You are already sinning before you realize it was sin. In fact, according to the scripture in the book of Romans, he said it was the appearance of the law that made us to understand that many things that we are doing, we are actually sin. Are you getting the point? That means we have been sinning because of a nature for long before the law came and revealed to us that what we are doing, we are sin. Huh? Follow me now. That means helplessly that old nature sins. Even if you, as the owner of that old nature, doesn't want to sin, you will still sin. In fact, even when you don't know it is sin, you will still sin. Even when you don't know how to do that sin, it will teach you. <laughs> there are many examples. There are some, let me give you an example. There are some times you will be on your bed. And you will think about something. You say, how did I even think about this? this? How did I even think about this kind of thing? You will be very angry with yourself that you, you are even thinking this despicable thing. Is <laughs> the old man he teaches. <laughs> you don't need to stress yourself. Eh? No matter what you do to the old man, it can only sin. The old man, the flesh, can only sin. The, old, the flesh can never ever do anything that is righteous. According to the scripture, even when self and flesh does anything good, the Bible calls it filthy rags. It means that the flesh lacks the capacity to do anything good in God's rating. When a man is born again, he receives, according to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, he said, there is therefore now no condemnation. No, 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 no. If any man be in Christ, he is what? A new creature. Say after me, a new creature. That means you have now, there are a human being that is upon the face of earth. How many creatures? How many creations has he experienced if you are born again? How many creations? A creation is a creation. I mean, you are a totally new creation. Not an improvement of the old one. Eh? You, didn't, you didn't become better. You become better from training and going to school. Moral laws. But when you got born again, what God gave you was not an improvement from your mother's home training. You didn't become, you didn't become, it's not a better home training. It is an, an entirely new creation. And it carries with it an entirely new possibility and potentials. And the testimony of John is that that new creation cannot sin. Just like the other one, helplessly, cannot stop itself from sinning. This new one cannot what? Sin. So, the, 
interpretation of that scripture is that no, it doesn't mean that when you get born again, if you sin, it is no more sin. No, let me prove it. Let me prove something to you. Colossians. Colossians. Oh my God. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 5. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 5. The scripture says, Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Next verse. For which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. Verse 7. In the which ye also walked some time when ye lived in them. Are you getting what I'm saying? Go back. You did not hear me. Go back. This guy did not hear me. He's just... Let's read it now. Follow me. Follow me now. Go back. Go back to verse 5. Let's start again. Mortify therefore your members, which is where? Why? Your members, they, they, they can't help themselves. Fornicate. Uncleanliness. Inordinate affection. Evil concupiscence. And covetousness. Which is idolatry. Next verse. For which things sake the wrath of God cometh on who? The children of disobedience are unbelievers. To prove to you. Next verse. In the which ye also what? Walked in. That means you were once operating under this cloud. Under this dimension. When you what? Lived in them. You walked in them and lived in them. Next verse. But now ye also put off all these what? Anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Next verse. Lie not one to another. See what? Let me see verse 10. And what? The implication of first John chapter 3 when the Bible said that he that is born of God does not sin, considering the fact that what it means to be born of God is to be born from above, an impartation of a new nature. You are a new creation, and that new creation cannot sin. And the name of that new creation is the new man. The name of the old is what the old man. For a man to sin, according to John, in that book of 1 John chapter 3, he might have to put away the new man to be able to sin. You can never be in the new man and sin. It's not possible. For every time a man sinned and fornicated, he kept away the new man. And that is why the scripture is saying here, put on the new man. That means many times you went out naked, even though you were born again. And if you go out naked, you will sin. Are you getting the point? The new creation, the new man cannot sin. The day you sin, you didn't sin with it. You didn't sin with it. You put it aside. You did not put it on. It can be put on according to this scripture in the book of Colossians. The scripture said in verse 9 of Colossians chapter 3, he said, put, take away the old man. That means the old man, you can wear this one today and remove it and wear you like this for you to do masturbation you actually walk the old man because the new man don't he doesn't know how to do it 
the new man doesn't know how to hold your private part and, and no he can't he, does, he doesn't know how to steal he doesn't he, it is it, he doesn't understand that dimension for you to be able to prosecute that agenda you will have to go back to your vomit and wear it back again that's what the scripture meant by saying he that is born of god that kind of person is a new creature huh? he's wearing god and that nature cannot sin if you force it he doesn't know how to do it he doesn't know how to sin are you getting what i'm saying for you to actually sin you have to put it aside and when you put it aside you take advantage of the old man and then you enjoy sin and then you come back and say god i thought i'm born again why am i struggling with sin god will tell you that the reason you ever was able to sin is because you put away the new nature it is there but you uncloted yourself your soul was not clothed with it you you did not clothe your soul with the new nature you kept it aside on your soul you went back and wore the old man and then you operated from there now why you are able to sing if you're with me so far say amen is this thing clear are you blessed Show me another scripture as we make advancement. There is a scripture the Bible said in the book of Hebrews, I think. Goodness, help me and find it. Having your conscience purged. Hebrews what? Hebrews chapter 10. Having your conscience purged with the blood. We we are examining some factors in the morning in the brothers Bible studies and one of the things that came up is this a man's capacity to react to the indictments that come to him as a result of the oppressions of the principles and laws of life is dependent on how sensitive his conscience is you cannot react beyond the sensitivity of your conscience huh? so there are some people like this some of the things that make you cringe are you getting what i'm saying i want to prove something to you because many times when we come here one of the first things the word of god does is to do something to your conscience the blood the word Be beyond your sin it does something to your conscience that is an insurance package to make sure that a man lives beyond the reach of sin especially in his principal state are you with me and that purity of conscience will help you to maintain a high level of sincerity. It will help you to maintain a high level of brokenness. Huh? So that a day comes like this. There is a way you look at a woman, you come back, you, you will refuse to eat. You will refuse to eat. You will receive, refuse to preach. Simply because you looked at a woman in such a way. Once that thing begins to die, a man can come and a man, a pastor can come and kiss a lady and then they cuddle and then things will happen and he will climb the pulpit and preach and come down and he will say, eh, one or two of you will follow on that back. two of you will follow on that you are a co-creative repent the proof now, what is happening to this kind of man is that his conscience is going down to the pit and the indictments of the law of life is no more working strong in him and cannot bring him to the point of repentance and he can walk in sin for long enough that he becomes his habitation becomes his habitation 
it becomes hard for the Holy Ghost to call him back. And many times when you call those people, they tell you uh, they have asked God for forgiveness. Is there anything wrong in what we did? But life is crying. Life is crying. Life is crying. Can you come on that government? Life is crying. And because your, your conscience has been seared, there are many things you can do. You see the things we listed in the book of Colossians chapter 3. A man can do many of those things and he will not see that they are bad. That's how you were before you got born again. According to the scripture in this book of Hebrews chapter 9, something happened to your conscience to make sure you don't continue living that way. Are you getting the point? To make sure that, that you are being guided from within by a sensitivity that is stronger than the moral teachings of your mother. Eh? So you want to step foot. God will tell you, don't leave this room. Don't leave this room. Uh, and when you check by all moral laws, nothing is wrong with leaving the room. But there is a law of life within. And today, the law of life forbidden us from leaving the room. And you stay there. And sometimes God will not explain to you why he's telling you to do that. You'll be coming back from work. He will tell you, don't follow this road. Follow the other one. And you say, why should I do it? When you finish, you are asking God, why did you say this? He will not explain to you. It is the law of life that is being activated. There is, it is not the law of commandment. It is not the law of ordinances. It is the life. It is finding expression. And a man's capacity to sense the movements, the leadings, the promptings of this life within is dependent on how sensitive his conscience is. Especially when he, matter, when he bothers on the matter of sin. There is a way your conscience will be seared. Sometimes it might not be seared. There is a way too many draws. You know what is a draws? Hmm? There is a way a draws will be loaded on your conscience. It will lose its sensitivity. So the same thing that used to make you afraid, when it happens, you just say in the evening, I will ask for the blood of Jesus. You will fornicate again. You will masturbate again in the evening. You say, when I get home, I will ask God to clean me with his blood. You will masturbate again. You say, tomorrow I will ask. Why? You are going. You are gone. You are gone. Help me, Jesus. Help me. Help me. A man cannot be able to maintain sincerity in his work with God. Except his conscience is very sensitive. There are people do despicable or unspeakable things. And they get away with it. They come and lift up their hands. Meanwhile, the scripture said, when a man lifts up his hands, let it be holy hands. And they don't bother. Many of them live in that sin and have the right to come and preach to you and tell you that you are not living holy. They tell you about your own sin. Meanwhile, they are living in something worse. That's how bad a conscience that is deadened, a conscience that is not sensitive, a conscience that is being laden with dross, does not respond to the organics of the law of life. He's looking for when God will strike him down. He will not. You are dead already before you died in the flesh. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God. Next verse. Purge your conscience. Sometimes you purge your conscience. From dead works to serve what? The living. Sometimes you the living. Oh, sometimes post. Sometimes when I read the Bible, I pause and pray. You know why I pause and pray? I've always been in a hurry. Now, now, please, make sure you have finished the New Testament three times before the year ends. 
but it is not in finishing the, the, the new thing. It's not in finishing the new. Sometimes you need to stay in one verse. Stay in it. Keep praying. It has not opened. It has not opened. It has not opened. If it ever opens, your life will not be like this. The reason why you are where you are is because there are scriptures you read that never opened for you. The solution you seek is inside that. Everybody is testifying that what's, what delivered them is that scripture. And you read it, nothing happened to you, and you gladly went away. It's either you are careless or you are proud. I think I, 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 will, I, will, I will take carelessness. Because if you are serious, you will stay on that scripture. Stay on that. Everybody said that this is what delivered them. Even if it didn't deliver you, it will help you on the way to deliverance. You are looking at the same thing. It is not bringing anything to you. Something is wrong. Stay on it. If they said that they just read it and they saw, you read it, you didn't see. What do you do? You pray it. You fast it. You read it again. You stay there. Say, why is the door shut unto me? It is not, it's a proof that mercy is not on your life. If the doors of light from the scripture is shut out to you, it is a proof that mercy is far. People that operate in abundance of God's mercy, they live in the place of light. And remember what I taught you people, revelation is functional. So if somebody tells you he has light and you are not seeing the functionality in his life, there are people that are possessors of light that doesn't know how to say it. It does not negate the fact that you possess light. Light is not, first of all, a subject of communication. It is a subject of living. And when you see a man and his life is um, way ahead of yours in his civilization, especially spiritually living, it will mean that the man has access to light that you don't know. Even though you are teaching, you are talking, you are talking, but it is a, your life is a proof that you are shut out. You are a talker. You are not a liver. And I need to tell you that the target of light is to make you to live. The Bible said that in him was life. And the life was what? The light of men. That means the impact of light is to make you to live better. So it means that if a man actually encountered light, it should improve his, his capacity to navigate the frontiers of the life. Especially the life of God that is within him functionality is not activated in your embrace and function in life it means that you have not really encountered the light probably in your head but your spirit have not indicted the matter your mother in the village has more access to light than you that is busy teaching and gathering people in the city because she's living a superior life in the spirit than you she might not be able to say what you are saying but she's living what you are saying who has light? Light is functional. Revelation is functional. I keep saying it. You teach everything about prayer, about holiness, about giving. As you are teaching about giving, nobody is giving. Teaching about holiness, nobody is. I found out early, thank God, that people give not because you are teaching every day about It's good to teach about it, about giving. People are giving because somebody caught light. So that even if I come here and I will come and say, eh, we have not paid our rental before 12. 
Even people that miss the window will be begging. I want to give. I want to give. Please, I want to give. I want to give. Please, I want to give. Meanwhile, there is another place where you do it. And the people came in and they saw their feeling. They say, hey, thank God. Oh. Thank God I did not see when they asked for it. <laughs> Something is working. Even if you come, OJB and say, I will not give. You can't do it. They will follow you in the night, in the dream, on the road, at work, everywhere. Say, give, 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 give. I thought you better care. We are. say, can you? It's not as if you want to. <laughs> it's not as if you want to give. Oh, just so you rest. How many of you? That kind of thing has happened to you before. You didn't want to give, but you just want to let me rest. I beg. What's this thing? If you have not been there, you are not probably never given. I went to Portacot to minister, and the first two hundred thousand that somebody gave me, the first seed, two hundred thousand in one place, the thing landed on my account. Boom! It shook. Those days, our honorarium is 5,000, 3,000. Sometimes it's not enough to transport you back. <laughs> Let me leave that. The thing landed, boo! I started calculating what 200,000 can do to my life. 200,000 I'm talking about is almost about five years or so now. I was calculating what it can do to my life. And I knew it can do a lot. In the night, I woke up. I was praying. As I was praying, I've not ascended. Nothing. They didn't tell me anything. When I now grown, I ascended. I increased my volume. Said, spirit. When I came down, they said, the voice was no more loud. See what they did, Raymond. See where I'm pointing. There is a kind of money that is normally here. It's not here. It's not in, it's like it's here. You know what I'm saying. There is a money. Uh, sister, there is a money that is here. Hmm? It's in front like this, but there is a money that is normally here. <laughs> that one that is normally here, that's the way they, they pointed to me. You have two accounts, bankers. You have, to, is it not true? There is a money that is here. <laughs> Sometimes our prayer is may God not point. <laughs> may God not point like this. There is a, when somebody say, yeah, I don't have money, you'll see my bank account. Ask him what of <laughs> I normally, I know what I'm saying. Okay, okay, don't agree. There is a money that is here. That account that doesn't have ATM, it doesn't have anything. So that you will not make mistake and do. It doesn't have bank app. It doesn't have ATM. It doesn't. They don't do transfer. You have to go to bank. So that you will never give from it. God's love. Do your hand. The reason why I'm saying this is that it takes a light inspired function to make a man to go that direction. Because even you, even you. No matter how you are tempted, you don't go there. Talk more of a human. If you are me so far, say amen. Show me, show me my scripture, conscience. Oh Jesus. How much more shall the blood of Christ? Are you seeing it? Now, now, the point here, Elijah, is that when there are categories of work that the blood does, 
and if you will be competent in benefiting from the administrations that come from that work you must identify them in different scenarios are you getting the point the blood works in different scenarios and it is still the blood but your ability to understand its function within that context will heighten its oppression will heighten its effectiveness follow me now hmm? the blood works spontaneously as a matter of fact 70 percent of the oppression of the blood in bringing the believer into active fellowship with the father is spontaneous and that is why many times you might not have prayed god forgive me my sin forgive me my sin but you noticed that there is an oiling of your fellowship with god are you getting what i'm saying no 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 this is organic justice follow me this is an organic oppression are you getting what i'm saying the real life of the believer is not in rules and regulation now if you come and say and in after thanksgiving let's ask for the forgiveness by the blood cleansing but i'm not saying you should not do that but the real thing that happens to you is not in those words that you are saying it's not in that arrangement that arrangement does not capture god's intent now within that arrangement god can respond but the real arrangement the real thing that brings that makes for the organic operation of the spirit is not bound up within that human arrangement it is bigger than that arrangement are you getting what i'm saying now but within the boundaries of you thank god and ask him for forgiveness god can work within it but the workings of god to bring the believer into deeper fellowship is beyond the boundaries of asking him thank you and then asking for is beyond that for there are many times that you have not even realized that you offended god and you found out that you are still drawn into fellowship and it, never a man that can appear before the holy god without the blood i'm not saying washing your sin i'm saying you don't even you can't appear the clothing of the warrior to appear before god is blood I, now i can use scripture i think i may have to use scripture because i don't want to use my experience but when god looks at you if he sees you you are dead <laughs> if the holy god looks at you like this and sees odnaka you are dead he has to be seeing christ and anytime it is in the context of fellowship huh? when christ appears he comes as the lamb that is slain blood everywhere say after me blood everywhere I said this thing with revelation. You just said it in your mouth. After me, blood everywhere. And when the father sees it, Obi after me, Obi Once the once God sees the blood, your name will you will be christened. The blood makes you to be christened into an evil name called Obi The best way I can tell you, explain it, paraphrase it is god's heart becomes satisfied huh? anytime so what happens is that jesus carries us in himself when we enter functionally into the office of the christ are you getting the point it carries us god christ carries us okay let me make it easier for you the holy spirit is the governor of the office of the christ 
in the context of God's operation upon the face of the earth, within this dispensation, are you getting what I'm saying? The Holy Spirit is the governor. And I taught you people that governor in this context is not uh, Jesus is president, the Holy Spirit is governor. No, he's governor in the sense that he's the one that has the meter rule to train you. Because the subject of God's work upon the face of the earth is to bring men into sonship and maturity. The Holy Spirit is the only one that has the meter rule. He is the bearer of the staff and the rod. And he is the only person by that staff and the rod that has the capacity to measure out to you the, the dimensions of discipline contained within the office of the Christ that can drive you from the place of childhood to maturity. Huh? And many times within the context of your spiritual development, your discipline can vary with us. Are you getting the point? That is why we cannot set it out in a, in a set of rules. Because when, you, when we put it in a set of rules, we will do her a disservice. Because the environment of her spiritual growth cannot capture the measure of your own discipline. So the Holy Ghost comes as a governor. And because you are pressed in an organic and a living way, he measures out your, your level. Eh? And then he brings the rod and the staff to meet up with the discipline that can drive you along the line of your spiritual development. Are you getting the point? That means that his work in our individual life is organic. He takes from the things that is contained in the office and the person of Christ and begins to measure it into your life. Because of his unique capacity in his person, he has the ability to trace your members and then he ministers to you from the office considering your frame your the, the nature of of your frame are you getting the point if you consider this it means that what the holy ghost does is to come to the functions and abilities contained in the office of the christ as long as you are found within that enclave he comes there and drives you up so he carries us the holy ghost as we are contained within the environment and function of the office of the christ and that is why anytime we come here to pray our labor is to enter ascension because when a man ascends in the spirit you are not carried by yourself you are carried by the holy spirit when a man is carried by that spirit he is brought to higher realms in god and the functions of that office will be released to him he can participate in it are you getting the point so when a man comes from that office before god instead of god seeing you he sees christ and when he sees christ he is draped in blood that is how a man appears before god and the blood speaks spontaneously for him for he didn't come by himself he came by the office that day you did not say god forgive me let your blood work there are days if your conscience reports an issue listen if you are trying to ascend eh? many times it has happened to you there are days you are trying to ascend and your conscience reports an issue stop speaking in tongues address that issue but there are days you might not remember what it is you kept ascending once you gain ascension leave it to the holy ghost so i might not remember in fact though because he said god forgive me my sin i am sorry does it mean you are sorry when you are sent by the spirit you will really become sorry because the holy ghost will not leave you until you are sorry you don't know him he will keep hammering on the issue 
he will tell you drop this person you have not forgiven you must forgive him you must forgive him you must forgive him but before you ascended that place you are saying you with your mouth and if they ask you you say i have forgiven him i have forgiven him only for you to ascend and find out that you have not truly forgiven that realization did not occur to you on the ground it occurred to you at ascension how much more shall the blood of christ so in this context listen anytime we appear before the presence of god like this i told you people and the reason why i went this path is to show you that there is a dimension of the work of the blood that is a spontaneous cleansing and purging and the target of that cleansing and purging is your conscience and the reason why god is targeting your conscience is that your capacity to respond to the laws of life is dependent on how sensitive your conscience is so when you appear and the law of life begins to find expression within you the rules are not there but the life is saying is operating and then the life come and says don't laugh too much today is he a sin according to the law of moses is he a sin eh? but the law of life is reporting that you are laughing too much is reporting it now if your conscience is not sensitive enough you will not pick it so what you can pick is dependent on how your how sensitive your conscience is when a man keeps appearing if the blood indeed truly worked in you as you come before god consistently your sensitivity increases there were days you used to hold women in their waist you were a pastor and you lead prayer and fire for is it not true you still hold your waist can you do it now it means that your constant appearance in zion where the blood speaks eh? the spontaneous work of the blood on your conscience has brought you into higher realms of sensitivity to the point that you you can't even check a lady carelessly but less than two years ago you hold waist when you finish holding waist you lead prayer and preach the war <laughs> you will preach the word you will preach the word is because even though you think that you have been you cannot be oh my jesus mm. i have a body when we come here that is why we cannot do anything until we ascend every day a man that has not ascended has not really touched the office of prayer because no man really prays except Christ. Now, now, listen. The possibilities of the believer is captured in Christ. And I told you people that the Holy Spirit is the one that administrates the possibilities of the Christ. So, the reason why when a man prays from up, for example, when we come here, we groan, travail, and we ascend and touch the office of the Christ. And the Holy Spirit, from that moment, begins to help us to pray. So, from that moment, we are no, no more praying from heaven, from earth to heaven. We are praying from heaven to earth because the person that is actually praying is Holy Ghost and is using us as his vessel. Are you getting the point? The functions and possibility that is given to you is that of the Spirit. Are you getting the point? That's why anytime we come, we keep pressing to break through to that point. You can pray in the outer court. You can pray in the holy place. And you can pray in the holiest of all. And I need to, I, I have to admit, are you getting the point? If you pray in the outer court, there are answers that can come. There are answers at the outer court. 
<laughs> and there are answers in the holy place. So when somebody come and tell you, this is the way I pray, and I got answer, don't be quick to tell the person that his prayer is not known. It's outer court. Then there is holy place. But according to the testimony of the scripture, there are, I've taught it before, there are structures that became inductees of the holiest of all at the instance of resurrection. Because God decided that the ground of his oppression will be resurrection. Are you getting the point? Everything you receive from Christ came to you from the ground of resurrection. You cannot operate it. As a matter of fact, the new life that you have in Christ, it, is, it can only be operated from the ground of resurrection. And that is why people stay in church for 10 years and they never became anything. Do you know why? They are trying to live the Christian life outside of how the Christian life came. The Christian life came from a man that died and resurrected. Is it not true? For you to live that life, you have to accept and walk the path of resurrection. That is the only way you can take advantage of the Christian life. So you now got born again and started following the teaching of you say this is the way we do it this is, no it's resurrection life that teaches you now rules and regulations and what you think cannot help you if you have me so far say amen one job that every believer must have is to make sure that anytime he comes that he ascends to zion according to the bible when a man ascends to zion the blood works spontaneously there that's all i'm trying to say and when the blood works spontaneously there, what it does is that it, it purges, purifies your conscience more. And the reason why I brought it in context with this, our teaching, is that it makes, it makes you more sensitive. Organic sensitivity will be increased in the matter of sin. Are you getting the point? So the same things you are able to do and get away with, eh? the more your conscience becomes purified and purged when you do it you will be reported has it not happened to you that is actually what it means that you are growing if you live for three months and there is no issue in your life that is reported you are not growing the proof are you getting what i'm saying when your conscience encounters zion frequently and the blood works frequently it imparts to you higher sensitivities and if it is true the solical man cannot survive it and the solicitism that you have retained within yourself will be reported from one layer to another until you approximate to the perfection that god desires and how god does it is to impart to you a higher sensitivity in your conscience and the things that you do and get away with you will no more get away with it they will keep you there you will try to maneuver the way you maneuver. They say, no. This one. You will do like this, do like this. They, they will say, uh, you are finished opening prayer. Let's come back to this matter. You, you finish preaching. They say, you, have you finished preaching? You say, yes, we are still here. Do you want to advance? You need a high measure of sincerity, sensitivity. Pray with me in the next one minute. Let the blood walk deep in my conscience. Let a sensitivity, a sensitivity be born. Let a sensitivity so deep, let it be born. Let a sincerity be born. 
Oh, when a man loses his sincerity, so bow. You can do many things and get away with it. Nobody will report. There will be no report. <laughs> oh, Caesar, Caesar Fabis, Feletoko Sapai, Kai, Peretai, Sanihapantis, Ikopai, Wapata Santekai. Somebody pray for one minute. There is a new layer of brokenness that God needs to bring to your vessel. A broken man is a sensitive man. A broken man is a sincere man. You need to be broken more. <laughs> sister, pray. Sister, pray. This will be your salvation. It is your insurance in the day of trouble. In Jesus' name. First Corinthians chapter six and verse nine. Read this. Read this a little more. The third point is boundaries and discipline. We said that the first point is the supply of the spirit of life. Second point is starving the flesh and stuffing the spirit. And the third point is what boundaries and discipline. Many times people start here, but this is not where you should start. This actually should be the last. We read two scriptures. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You cannot read this scripture in America now. Do you know what is effeminate? Maybe I'm not correct. Effeminate is is a man that behaves like a woman, is it not true? Intention. <laughs> hey, let's not go there. That one you are even saying is more. Transgender is another thing. Transgender is a deliberate and intentional. That one is a heavier one. No abusers of themselves with mankind. This one. Was, what does it mean to abuse yourself with mankind? Huh? That's what it means. Next verse. No thieves. No covetous. No drunkards. No revilers. What is revilers? People that any small thing you do, they fight. Check yourself whether there is still a tendency of fight. You have left Onicha, but Onicha has not left you. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's possible for you to leave Abba, but Abba has not left you. He's still there. When push comes to shove, I'm a power button. <laughs> this is you here. No extortioners shall what? Inherit the kingdom of God. Next verse. And, and such we are some of you. Let me be sure I'm still. Okay, good. And such we are some of you, but ye we are ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified. Let me come again. But ye are what? But ye are what? Sanctified. 
but ye are what in the name of the lord jesus and by the spirit of our god next verse all things are lawful this is where my scripture starts self tell me all things are lawful all things are lawful unto me but all things are not necessary all things are lawful for me but i will not be brought under the power of any next verse meats for the belly <laughs> some people have shouted hey. <laughs> meats for the belly the belly for meats but God shall destroy both what? Eat and them. Let me read it again. <laughs> Stop rushing scripture. Let's read it. Meat for the belly. And the belly for what? Meat. It doesn't matter which one. What is important is that but God shall what? Destroy what? Both eat and them. Now the body is not for fornication. Anybody that fornicates has intentionally misused the purpose of the body. That's the Bible saying it. But for the Lord, listen, listen, listen. That means when a man fornicates, he has taken away the body from the usage of the Lord. The body, when a body fornicates, the Lord is not using that body. I know you will not believe it. You you can do it, especially if you are a minister and one or two gifts in and all that. Giftings is not a proof of anything. Purity, character, power. Power is not somebody falling on the ground or even somebody, you know, you don't know what is power. Power is somebody going against resistance, causing a change. According to physics, what is the definition of power? Ability to do work. That thing you are calling work is not work. It doesn't take anything. Satan can do it. It's not work. The real work in your life is to stop fornicating. That means channel for we to know you have power. When you stop, when a man, when you stop fornicating, we will know you have touched power. For now, you are powerless. Meanwhile, somebody fell down in your meeting. We need to check. I don't want to go there so that people will not start running away from the ministry of the spirit. Now, the body is not for fornication, but for the Lord. And the Lord, for what? The body. Let me tell you, brothers and sisters, the greatest thing you can offer to God on the face of the earth is a body, but you will not believe it. Unfortunately, you can't give God your body anyhow. There is a certain kind of body he demands from you, and he tells you that once you fornicate, once you he cannot have that kind of body. Hebrews chapter 10. He says, Sacrifices and offerings I have not demanded from you. But what did I demand? I didn't hear. Well, but what am I demanding? A body. That's what the Lord demands. A body. The scripture went further to say, When he came to the world, he said, Sacrifices and offerings he did not bring. What did he offer? A body. The greatest thing that happened upon the face of the earth is that God for the first time was offered a body competent, statured enough, structured enough, structured enough to carry deity and there was no leakage. And the demand of God from every believer, the reason why you are born again is so that you offer God one more body. 
the reason why we are teaching this thing is so that we will have that that when you come to the realization of this teaching heaven we have one more body one more body oh god i am the one 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 more body one more body for god to possess pray for 30 seconds say lord i am one more body i present to you one more body for you to possess the scripture says the body is for the lord and the lord for the body he said when he came to the world sacrifices and offering he has not demanded the blood of bulls and of goats lack the capacity to bring satisfaction to the heart of god he said but the body i presented to you a body pure and holy a body a body that is what i presented people today they organize church services activities healing services they raise branches for god they do things they give they give arms it is still the same thing those things you are doing outside of presenting god a body is equal to the blood of bulls and goats it is still the same thing that god rejected in the old covenant the first thing a man offers is a body every offering that a man gave god every service every activity any church the people who gathered or the gifts you gave or the arms you gave is not important the first thing that is important to god is a body that you offered he said sacrifices and offering everything a man does before he has offered god a body is counted as nothing i beseech you therefore brethren to present your bodies a living sacrifice holy and acceptable according to god the testimony of a body presented holy and acceptable is the sacrifice that god seeks any other thing you do is not accepted until you give god a body and there is a certain kind of body that he seeks it's not anyhow you can sleep in your house anyhow but if you want god to live there it has to be holy and acceptable pray for 30 more seconds say lord one more body i give you one more body one more body i present to you holiness and purity one more body to possess and walk this place of mortals one more body to display your glory one more body to show your splendor one more body to inhabit one more body to express yourself one more body to manifest the multi-dimensional and, and oppressions that is captured within you one more body one more body to walk upon this earth one more body one more body i present to you one more one more because of me oh god count one more because of me in my generation i will make sure that one more one more one more cry to god tell him lord one more one more one more one more one more brothers and sisters let's cry one more one more one more suffering kisa and real peace one more body one more count me in count me Jesus mighty name anybody that doesn't have boundaries around his life huh? is like a city without walls the enemies can invade you anytime where do you keep gold 
Where do you keep dollars? Where do you keep precious things? You make sure that they are guarded with as much security, boundaries, walls as much as possible. You don't value what you receive from God. You make sure that your money is safe. Hmm? You make sure before they open your phone, they will use pattern. It's not enough. They use fingerprint. It's not enough. They now add code. Only you. Only one of your phone. That's how much you are willing to protect what is inside the phone. But you just allowed your Christian, your holiness, your work with you just allowed it. Anybody can breathe in. That's a man without boundaries. Satan can steal your precious things. Precious things. You did not plan it. Oh. You are not thinking it. But you don't have walls. You don't have boundaries. Anything goes for you. Huh? Anything goes for you. You are discipling people. And 90% of the people you are discipling are ladies inside your room. Nobody to hold you people accountable. As a pastor. A sister, you know. That is already having intentions is sleeping over in your house and you say nothing will happen nothing will happen nothing will happen you are a careless man huh you are a man that heard that armed robbers is coming to his house and by 9 pm he opened every door for them huh you heard that armed robbers are around by nine in the night you opened the door for them and you are hoping that nothing will happen if i add foolishness because are you getting what I'm saying? A man without boundaries is a man that left his house in the night and is calling for thieves. And I need you to know that even if a thief doesn't want to steal, there are thieves, they don't want to steal. Huh? <laughs> well, if they are passing and your phone is carelessly kept, they will collect it. They didn't plan to steal that day. The only problem is that you carelessly kept your holiness, your work with God your purity, your growth in God, the advancement, the progress that you have made, you kept it outside and the thief stole it. You come back again and start working from the ground. Start building. Start building. Start building. Start building. Start building. When you build up to a height, you now went back to you went back to um, um, the nightclub and start working. They said you will not work inside. <laughs> you will just be counting the money. And as you are there counting the money, you will see all manner of naked beasts walking in. You think that those people are guys and ladies, that they are dressed. Eh? Many of those people are not human beings. You don't guard your wall. Any guy that says anything, you carelessly fall in love. You are a foolish person. You, you, you are just distributing your emotions everywhere. You don't have boundaries. Your emotions are precious. It needs to be guarded. As a lady, only one person has to benefit from your emotions. Emotions are an intangible investment. The reason why I survived to this point is that it seems as if I locked my heart. I did not. It's not as if we don't have emotions. We vowed that we can only invest that emotion on one person. Because it is hard to retrieve your emotions after you have invested it. Even when that person violates you, you can't do anything. You have already invested. Are you with me? It is hard to recover it. That means your boundaries are down and you don't know how to protect the precious things of your destiny. 
you will be wondering how virtues are leaving you. The virtues that should be the building blocks and the fortifications of your inner man, they have left. They have left because you don't know how to guide your emotions. Anybody that say hello, you follow the person in your heart for long and then you come back two weeks later. You are a careless person. Go back to the drawing board. These are basics. You are praying and fasting. This is not the answer. You have to know how to build walls, boundaries, and discipline. Everything is not prayer. Everything is not the, the spirit overshadow me to pray. No. There is a discipline of everything. There is a discipline including of prayer. There is a discipline of living holy. There is a boundary of living holy. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. There is a boundary. Don't invest your emotion anywhere. I don't even want to speak about the fact that there are certain people that actually go ahead and commit the act of sin. Especially if it is fornication. <laughs> I don't want to make I don't want to make you feel bad. There are people you sleep with, you will never recover your life. I was listening to a message, I think it's by the general overseer of Mountain of Fire. I know that there was a time I packed some of his clip there, six to ten minutes, six. I forgot who gave me about forty to fifty of them. I was following them, following them through the night, through the night for many days destruction of the as i was doing it oh no i think those days i've listened to one he said that a guy wanted to sleep with a lady i've forgotten what happened i think he's in a deliverance session when they prayed and the deliverance started suddenly the guy held his private part when they went to check what is there it was the head of a snake foolish lady like you 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 carried your precious pearl destiny calling ministry after growing for seven years under good tutelage because of one day of carelessness without boundary you submit yourself to that kind of thing and the guy snake sleeps with you you struggle for the rest of no matter i don't want to go there there are things you don't you better don't experience don't don't experience it and go for deliverance and they say they have delivered you my people used to say once a man is mad he's always mad even when you deliver him, you can't deliver him from muttering. You can deliver him from... You are not getting the point. When you... He will, after, so he will still be speaking to himself, small, small. <laughs> you better not experience it. The trauma and the impact on your spiritual life might not be fully recovered. That is if you try to recover it. Build your walls! Don't stoop down for anything. Don't fall down. Anybody, you, your emotion, go. You go. You'll be dragging it. It will refuse to come back. You don't have walls. You don't have discipline. You need to ask God, where do I need to fortify myself? Where are my gates open? Where are my walls weak? This is what I'm telling you. When I teach people, when I, especially on the matter of addiction, masturbation and all that, I have I, I have four key points. I always ask them. I have, I have four steps to deliverance and helping them. First thing, first thing I do is that I do what I call diagnosis. Because it is not just enough to come and say, eh, are you suffering masturbation? We gather all of them and conduct deliverance on them. That's, that's good, but that's lazy. The reason why it's lazy is because um, um, that's not how to, you don't solve everybody's problem that same way even if the both of them are masturbation masturbation 
if somebody has been in masturbation for seven years it's not the same with the guy of six months it's not the same you can cast out the spirit but there is a house that that lifestyle has built in the person of the seven years huh? it's not just that he built a house the walls that is within you let me tell you as a human being especially if you are born again there are natural war there are walls that god builds up on your inner man that is what is that when we say be strengthened with might what is being strengthened it is that internal walls that are being strengthened are you getting the point and it gives you the capacity to resist and say no so what people easily fall for you notice that when your walls are fortified more even the things you used to fall for you notice that you don't fall for them again it means that your walls are now what fortified are you following me the higher you expose yourself to that fortification ministry the higher you become resistant to the attempt of Satan to boggle to boggle your walls and enter inside are you following me now now if a man becomes involved in addiction for long for long period Satan is no more in now let me tell you there are three levels in addiction the first level is where Satan invades you. After Satan has invaded you, the next thing he's trying to do, let's assume he's a, an, a, a, an oppression of a demonic spirit. Huh? The next thing he does is that he begins to break down your wall. Break, there is a wall you used to have. He begins to break it down. Break it down. Let me show you what it means that your wall is going down. Huh? After you have cried and said you will not do this thing, when a guy calls you on the phone, you go back. As, as soon as you finish, you start crying again. Tomorrow you go back. Do you know why you are doing it? Your walls are down and capacity to say no has gone. People don't say no or yes because they want to. There is something inside that responds. When your walls are strong, when they tell you, you even become angry that somebody has the right to come and say this kind of thing to you. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, going beyond your walls going down, there are people that their walls have gone down entirely. But beyond that, there is another layer. And that layer is when Satan sets up his own building. Now, when people bring their issues, you need to trace where they are. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's why the first thing I do is diagnosis. I need to find out, in these three layers, where, are you, where is this person now? Because you know, many of you, I send people's number to you. You need to know how to handle all of them. Where is this person? Is this person at the first place? Is he in the second? If he's in the first, when you cast out the spirit, tell the person, do one or two things, it will be over. But once the person enter the second one, after praying for the person, you have to supervise the person. Bombard the person with the word, with prayer, with fasting. Not to cast out a demon, but to build back the wall inside. And in this scenario, sometimes after three months, the person might fall back again. Because the walls they are building has not been finished yet. So there are still holes in it that Satan can enter through by an, a careless event. Are you getting it? The person can become careless. and doesn't mean that a progress has not been made. Return the person back. Send away the spirit again. And tell the person, finish your building. Be fast and finish your building. So many times when you come to Revival Hub, what God is doing is not just to cast out or deliver you. It's to build you. Your building is weak. 
how we you, you are defenseless sometimes your emotion will carry you and go where you don't know is that now there is a third according to the scripture i'm trying to remember the place the demon that was cast out and the demon came back and said um let me go and check my house and i began to ask how can a demon he has been chased out he's saying that his house is still there now listen listen he is not there you are not with me the demon itself is no more there but he said that my house is there so the demon knows that even when he leaves and his house is still there you will still come for it you have not seen it there are some guys you there are some people that are in a relationship and they beat the girl bitter bitter blood and the girl will leave they leave her she will come back she will come back to beating again they are sure that they will come back why according to those demon spirits they have already gone beyond bringing down your walls to building their own houses now now when you meet that kind of people those people are now host it's three levels so when the person becomes host it is not just that he needs help that kind of person in our midst can infest us with the same spirit he's carrying because the spirits are no more trying to bring the person down the spirits are now hosted are you getting where i'm going the person is now a host so you have a lot of work in that category so when people bring such the design where they are if it's bitterness envy jealousy design where the person is there are people that are already on the boundaries of witchcraft so advice cannot help the person advice cannot help the person praying with the person telling the person to do retreat cannot help the person what as i will show that's my last point here that's my last what the person needs is an encounter if god doesn't encounter the person he will be lost there are levels of sinful lifestyle that what can save that person is not a preaching is not a message the person needs to cry for an encounter that's the last thing i will mention for you i will go no message no cancer no fasting no prayer it takes an encounter if it's on the matter of purity you you have to encounter the blazing holiness because it will have to burn on when oh jesus i will get to encounter when you encounter have that kind of encounter it will seem as if you died you woke up something in you will be taken away you know that something you died there another person woke up cry for it there is a man in our church those days he used to drink alcohol a lot even when he got born again the demon left but the house was still there so sometimes he want to go back one day after an encounter with god he went back to drink he said he picked up alcohol he smelled like rotten feces that is an encounter that means there is something God has woven in an encounter that cannot allow you to go back even if you want to go back. I can't go back again. I've come too far. I've come too far. Sometimes when you pursue God, the way the hunger and the way you pursue God is an insurance package that you can't fall back. 
brothers and sisters there is a way you pursue god you can't go back again the reason why some people backslide and do that is because they are pursuing god and reserving some part of their life satan can hold that part and use it to manipulate the rest there is a way you pursue god pursue god even in your weakest moment you can't fall i'm telling you the real proof of your strength is how you are able to still carry on even when you are weak that's how to know strong men when you know that this person should be down and out yet at that point he he thunders and rises from there how can jesus rise from gasamane and go and die help me jesus the bible said that elijah is a man of like passions do you know what it means it means that elijah was hungry the things that happened to you happened to him but he rose from the from the embers eh? from the dungeons of mortality and rose into life when he entered life life galvanized and rejuvenated him brought him to realms that is beyond mortality and the mortal dimensions of god began to find expression for 40 days a man journeyed into the mountains he's no more a man and the bible came and said elijah is a man stop giving excuse they will flog you when you get to heaven especially now that you have heard me <laughs> if you used to say I heard, now that you have heard me if you shall after me boundaries disciplines let me read one more scripture here hebrews chapter 12 verse 1 on the hill there is a cross on the cross there is blood for me for me i know it like i know my name on the hill there is a cross on the cross there is blood for me mm. for me on the hill there is a cross on the cross the message of the cross is what can deliver us even though i have not called it a name this teaching is the message of the cross one side slays you one side raises you one side of the cross what slays you the other side what raises you and you need both sides look at this scripture wherefore seeing we also are compassed about reduce a little more with so great a cloud of witnesses let us lay aside every weight and the same which doth easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us looking unto jesus the author and finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured what? The cross. Despising the shame and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Next verse. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself. Lest ye be wearied and faint in your mind. Are you hearing? I don't have time to explain this. He said when you think your own is too hard, consider Jesus. When you consider what Jesus passed through, you will become more humble. You become more considerate. You become more... Um, you, you become more correct in your analysis of your situation. 
it can't be as worse as what Jesus passed through. You know why he called it contradiction? He did not deserve to suffer, yet he suffered more than anybody that deserved it. Next verse. He have not yet resisted. <laughs> Let's read this verse together. One, two, ready, go. What? This is one of the scriptures that made me to start fighting. Ye have not yet resisted unto blood. What? Striving against him. So if a man really wants to fight against him, there is what is called resisting sin to the point of blood. Unto blood. Look at it. Fight! Unto blood. He didn't say you are not resisting. He said you have you don't know the resistance unto blood. He gave you the context of this resistance. He said striving against sin. Any small thing. I've tried body no be firewood, body no body no be firewood. Fight, Josiah, fight. Next verse. And he have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto sons. My son, despite not the day of what? Discipline. That word, chastening. The right word that should be there is actually discipline. Despise not the despise not thou the discipline of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. Next verse. For whom the Lord loveth, he, he disciplines and scourgeth every son whom he what? Receiveth. It's hard to read this part of the scripture, but it's just there. We can't do anything. Let's read it at least. Even if you don't believe it, let's read it. Hmm? Next verse. If ye endure discipline, God dealeth with you as what? Son. It means that there are certain kind of sins that cannot live your life except a dealing is administered to you. For what son whom the father disciplined okay, for what son is he whom the father disciplines not? Next verse. But if ye be without discipline, whereof sorry I'm using discipline is, is for you to easily relate with it. You can choose to call it chastisement. Some translation calls it discipline. I prefer discipline. Where of all... Are, you know why I prefer discipline? The word discipline is gotten from the same root word that disciples are gotten from. Hmm? Disciples are simply people that learned the way of their master through discipline. So it takes disciplines for you to be a disciple. Hmm? When you go to the university... The course that you studied is actually called a discipline. Is it not true? It means that there is a theoretical part of your discipline and a practical part of your discipline. But it is what? Called discipline. It means that what the school wanted to raise is our disciples. But if ye be without discipline, whereof all, say after me, all, whether you, whether you know or not, the Bible says you are, I know you don't believe that God has disciplined you. Whether you believe or not. Whether you believe you are in it or not. It doesn't matter. The Bible said all of us. We are in it. We are of all our partakers. Then are you what? 
my God. So words like this are in the Bible. You know me, I can't be preaching like this and say, you are a bastard. Or more, people will cut it out and say, how apostle do call people bastard? Then are ye what? And not what? Sons. Once a man is without discipline, the scripture calls the person a bastard. Next verse. Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh which corrected us and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much more rather be in subjection on, unto the father of spirits and live? Next verse. For they, verily for a few days, disciplined us after their own pleasure. But he, for our own profit. Are you seeing it? Our father has disciplined us to gain from us. God disciplines us for us to gain. That we might be partakers of his holiness. Listen, listen. So the scripture is saying, are you following why I read here? For us to be partakers of his holiness, we must yield to this discipline. When a man runs away from the disciplines of holiness, he cannot be a partaker of holiness. Say after me, there are disciplines of holiness. I didn't hear you. Say after me, there are disciplines of holiness. I didn't hear us. Everybody, one, two, ready, go. Again. Again, one more time. That's what the scripture is saying. Maybe let's add two more verses and then we go. Okay? Now, no discipline for the present seemed to be joyous. But what? Nevertheless, afterward it yielded the peaceable fruit of what righteousness unto them which are what exercised in other words god can bring a dealing to you but you are not exercised in that dealing i tell you there are people that will suffer and they suffer suffering made them more wicked that's what my sister was trying to say on the first day hmm? there are people that if if you come and tell them eh this thing, go to go to Bishop Uzodike. Go to all of us already know what solution camp. If I send you to solution camp, you know the reason why it's called solution camp is so that you will find solution. Until Elijah came and met me and said, Papa, there is no solution in solution. Solution camp is the only camp without solution. Where you are sent there is like somebody operating in outer darkness you know one of our brothers during <laughs> during our workers appreciation dinner he was improperly dressed so we administered the scripture on him according to the scripture jesus entered a feast and he invited me we say come they came when he entered he now saw some people that were not well the feast demands certain kind of dressing he took them. He's in the Bible. He didn't say don't come. You are free to come. But don't dress anyhow. When they came without properly being dressed for the feast. I thought he would change and say go and go. No. Wait. You came from your house. Freely. Now when you are not properly dressed. Is it not to send you back to your house? Instead of sending you back to your house. They send you to outer darkness when there is weeping and gnashing of teeth i say ah just because of clothes 
So they sent one of our brothers to that, not that, not the literal one, but something like it. So when he went there, they were now giving testimony. They said they ate chicken, pepper soup. They said, they said you see, where did he have? <laughs> so the man in outer darkness doesn't benefit from such things. If you are with me, say amen. I'm trying to say that you can actually go to solution camp and not receive any solution. You will go there, come back, and the reason why God sent you to solution camp is say, Kai, I don't like the way I was disgraced. I have to change this thing. Hmm? You went there, came back, and determined to now hide and do more. This time around, I will do it in such a way that Papa will never find out. It means that the purpose of the dealing is lost. Is it not true? You are, you are accusing yourself for not being sharp enough. Your anger is that you are, you are losing your smartness. It means, are you getting where I'm going? It means you are not exercised in the discipline. You are not exercised in the dealing. And therefore, it cannot work out the peaceable word, fruit of righteousness. Isaiah chapter 6, the last one is encounter. 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 A man of God said that he struggled with a weakness for long. And then after some time, in an encounter in the dream, Suddenly, he saw Jesus appear and he saw himself on the, on the ground, black and dark. Suddenly, God called him out of that dark thing and he became pure. It means that there is only one way to be saved from that thing. Save after me an encounter. Nothing else. You need an encounter. Some of the people following me online, whatever, what you need as an encounter, you have tried everything. What you need now is an encounter face to face with Jesus. One of these days, we start, we start organizing encounter meetings. It's not come and encounter God in mouth. Some of you that came to our leaders meeting know what we meant. When we had leaders meeting, were you there? The people that were there know what is raw encounter. Raw. When people should be tired, it seems as if God came and sat. Help that young man. God came and sat literally on us. self me encounter. The cloud was so much that instead of being tired, we are getting more hungry. Instead of getting, oh my God, we cannot use mouth and describe what we saw. That me encounter. Imagine where we stay in that kind of thing. Justice. And we stay on it for three days, seven days. When you come out, something about you will denature. There is... Are you getting where I'm going? Something about you denatures. There is an expandability that your soul will retain as a result of, of density of exposure to the lictic cocktail, a mixture of divine presence that is pungent. When he stays there for long, when you come out, your test boards will be recalibrated. 
there will be a mutation in your soul and it will lack the capacity to accommodate certain things in seven days in two days in three days you will lose what you have struggled to to lose in in three years an encounter an encounter give me an encounter give me an encounter give me an encounter nobody can truly make divine progress in god that didn't have an encounter huh? what changed paul and made him the giant apostle that he was was not the message that was in the lips of men he said i saw one in the daylight the day he told us in the noon day he saw a one he shined from heaven and the brightness of his shining was stronger than the sun in his full strength an encounter an encounter an encounter that's what is going to save you now it's an encounter when you are brought in an environment of an encounter sometimes when you come there it will seem as if seven angels are sent from heaven they will jack you and carry you to heaven people will think you are still in the meeting they will know you went to heaven when you fell under power you were not under power you were transported to heaven when you came there they will show a new coming to you just like just like just just like joshua the high priest he is there physically at the temple they didn't know that he's before god they said give him a new mitre give him a new comment why an encounter an encounter they know that at this point what can save this guy now is an encounter with the holiness of god <laughs> you are going to pray for one minute <laughs> he who dwells in the midst of the cherubims Shine for it. He who dwells in the midst of the shadow beams, shine for He who dwells in the midst of the shadow beams, shine for it. You will pray for one minute. Pray for an encounter. Why do I hear encounter in my ear? And I never ever entered an experience one. He the midst of the shallow beams. So far. Jesus. Bring them for me. He the house. In the midst of the shallow beams. Sign for you. If you are following us alone, that is a word that is about to follow you right now, wherever you are. Something will descend from heaven. Sign for us.